Welcome everyone to the Random Inks Podcast. Today we'll be talking about some of the latest news out of Hollywood, such as uh, Suicide Squad 2 news, a new Black Widow standalone movie has been announced and is in pre-production, as well as the latest Maze Runner film, The Death Cure, is coming out January 26th, so in a couple weeks. We'll watch the trailer and talk about it. We'll also talk about some of the latest TV shows that we've been watching and what we think of them and how they're being uh, received by us. So we want to welcome you. My name is Justin, and as always, I have my co-host with me, Mark. Hey guys, good to be here. Today is January 14th, 2018, and this is episode 16 of the Random Inks podcast. So for the latest news out of um, Salt Lake Comic Con... They've uh, recently announced a few more guests to to start off for Salt Lake Comic Con 2018. I guess they're calling it Salt Lake Fan Convention. Is that the new name, Mark? Yeah, I think that. I I don't know. They kind of like are, I don't know. It seems like I hear something every week, but I think that's kind of what everyone's um, settled on because you and I talked about this, right? And we're like, there's no way they can just call it a Salt Lake comic convention. It's the same thing as comic con, right? right. Um, <laughs> so you, I knew they had to change it again, but I guess Salt Lake fan convention is the way to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully we have internet access. Let's look it up. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so we can know for sure. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, uh, it's good they change. I hope they change it to something a little more catchy because I don't want to say that sounds lame, but it just sounds maybe cheap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's not as creative or as exciting, I guess. Yeah, so it looks like they're, for now, they kind of got both names on there. Salt Lake Comic Convention and then Fan X. So maybe they're still kind of in the in the middle trying to decide what to do. So, so anyway, the latest news out of there is there's some new guests that have been announced. Uh, Tim Curry, he's been around for quite some time. He, he'll be coming this September 2018 to Salt Lake for the Salt Lake Comic Con. As well as Gaden Matarazzo, I'm assuming that's how you say it. He's on Stranger Things. He, he, what's the character that he plays? What's his name? Um... Uh, <laughs> I see his face. He's, he wears the hat. He's got the, the curly hair. Yeah, uh, he's like in. He like trying to go against the other kid for the girl. Yeah, can't remember his name though. Yeah, it, it'll come. So he's coming, and then Amy Jo Johnson. I'm thinking that's a Power Ranger. Is that yes, correct? she was Pink Ranger, I believe. Yeah. So when was she on the Power Rangers? Do you know? Like original. Her, original. Original, yeah. Okay. She's like the original girl. Um, I was a little old for uh, um, the Power Rangers, but my brother Shiloh, he used to watch it, and she would be on it and be like, oh, yeah, she's a babe. <laughs> you know, it's like 16 and 15 at the time. But, uh, um, yeah, she's original. She's been to Comic-Con before. I believe she came when, like, Red Ranger – and uh, a couple of the other rangers came. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, she's been around before sets, but she hasn't been, in, I think, in a year or two. So 
Uh, pretty neat she's coming back. I know that there's still fans out there. Tim Curry obviously is great. He's played in a lot of different movies. Um, I never knew. I didn't know he played the original original Pennywise oh, from yeah. It. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was pretty neat. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, when I found that out when, when I saw he was announced. Probably for my era, the biggest one I remember him from is um, probably Home Alone. Oh, he was in he that? Play- yeah, he played Home Alone. Remember, he was like the, uh, not the butler guy, but, you know, guest services guy or whatever. And, uh-huh. okay. you know, he goes upstairs and he's got that movie playing. You know what I'm talking about? No, I was I wasn't a big Home Alone fan. So oh man, once or twice is all a while ago. It's probably probably like one of the best parts in that show. It's like it's so funny. <laughs> you just gotta watch it. You know, just YouTube watch like a, a yeah. little thing from it'll show you. But uh, and then Rocky was it Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah, yeah, he that's was in like that. the big one, right? And I've seen that since I got older. And great movie too. A great actor. I think that's that's. A great, you know, first kind of outing of who's coming yeah. is, you know, really Tim Curry and uh, a guy from Name Stranger Dustin. Things. Yeah, du- yeah, Dustin. That's right. Uh, you know, those two are great. I think getting Dustin to come out makes makes you hope, fingers crossed, yeah. that they can get a couple more of the other, you know, Stranger Things. If Millie Bobby Brown will come out again because yeah. uh, she came out last year, right? Uh Recently, yeah, I got her autograph and shook her hand. Well, I didn't shake her hand. I said hi to her. She's really nice. Went to her panel. Very engaging and bubbly. Completely different from what you see on Stranger Things as 11. She's, it's like she's really acting <laughs> to be that type of person because that is not <laughs> her personality. I've, I've seen a couple of the, you know, like so just some YouTube videos of her, uh, you know, at different Comic Cons or, uh, or, <clears throat> not comic cons <laughs> fan conventions right. and uh <laughs> and you know so she seems really upbeat and things so hopefully she can come I, I definitely know you got her autograph because if i remember right someone amazing bought that for you for your birthday that's true it was me <laughs> yeah give me a, a gift card or a, you bought the ticket that i was able to use to to get that one yeah definitely Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I couldn't go that year, and I was like, oh, I'll toss him a bone for being a loner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely worth it. She's really nice. Yeah, so it's a good first outing for the first go-around of guest announcements, and hopefully they start announcing some more soon. I guess it's September, so we got like you know, nine months, plenty of time to build a good roster and get some some alumni that have been there before as well as hopefully some new guests that are hot you know mm-hmm. some late latest movies and that sort of thing so that'd be cool well there's just so many to pick from right you know like just so many shows so many of this that you would you would think we should be able to get someone you know some, yeah. some good ones out you know, well, I know dick so. van dyke's still available <laughs> he is <laughs> He is A plus material. You know what I do hope for is either for Fan X or for Comic Con we can get Stan Lee back. I know that he's really old and he said he's kind of done doing it, but after he canceled on us, I'm hoping that he'll make an exception. And, and I would really go to that. I I met him years ago. I've talked about this before at 
uh, in New York Comic Con. You didn't come with me, right? You didn't come to get his autograph with me. No, I didn't. But I did yeah. see him in the halls wandering. Every time he goes somewhere, there's like an entourage with him uh, separating the crowd so he can walk through. So oh, yeah. I see him there. But yeah, I didn't go with you to get the autograph for some reason. I don't remember. Yeah, and that was uh, that was a wait and a half. I was there like three hours, but it. Uh, That's probably why I didn't go. <laughs> probably, but it was uh so i have you know i've had his autograph before and so that's okay but i'm hoping he comes again just so i can get it one last time because you know if he's gonna stop doing comic cons and stuff this is about it to go see it yeah i mean he owes us one he gave us the shaft last time i think he went he had three scheduled at least three scheduled you know i think there was one back east then he was coming to Salt Lake, and then he went to Dallas the, or somewhere like that the next time. And he didn't end up coming to ours, but he went to the one before ours and the one after. So, I mean, he was sick. I get it. I mean, I wouldn't want him to be there, you know, half half dead. You know, I got to shake all these people's hands, and I'm dying. <laughs> I don't want to be here. You know, that's not that's not fun. So, yeah, I get it. But he owes us one. He needs to come back. Oh, for sure, for sure. So we'll, well, we'll see. Hopefully, you know. I know that Brian Brandenburg and Dan Farr are gonna do what they can. You know, you always have to give them a thumbs up for what they do do. Yeah. Uh, that's great. So hopefully, we can get some some people here. You know, we're hoping. And then um, I know for ga- the Salt Lake Gaming Con, they haven't announced anything yet, so we don't even have a date. Mm. Hopefully they are, they're doing it this year. I mean, they said they got they they've gotten bigger and bigger every year, and they had some great draws last year. So I don't see why they wouldn't. Okay. But you know, you just never know, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't see why. I wonder if like all the uh, legal action and the deal with the you know salt lake comic-con has kind of set them back they didn't have a whole lot of time to plan with that and i know that it cost them some money and i'm hoping that those funds didn't come from salt lake gaming con planning so we'll we'll see though i mean i I don't know why they'd cancel it but i've been known to be wrong before yeah all right yeah so we'll keep you posted on that on newer (laughs) guest announcements as they come along so speaking of Millie Bobby Brown and her acting career, she's in the news recently for signing a, a new deal with um, Legendary Entertainment, and they're going to produce and release a um, a film series based on it's Nancy Springer's Enola Holmes mystery novel series. And I've never heard of this, but it is Enola Holmes is. Sherlock Holmes's younger sister. So it's based off, you know, a whole new person. Uh, I'm sure there's some crossover there between her and Sherlock and perhaps Mycroft Holmes, but um, they're going to start doing a movie series based off of that character, and she's signed on to play the lead in all the Holmes. So that'll be interesting. Um, Sherlock Holmes I've enjoyed in the movie format with Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock Holmes, as well as the the PBS special with Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch in his performance of Sherlock Holmes. When's this next season coming out? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows anymore? 
met he well he went from like you know zero to hero just like that i mean holy cow i I love the guy and so yeah i didn't really know who he was and then i think i might have seen him somewhere and then sherlock combs came out but uh yeah yeah he got big real quick and i know they're his uh schedule as well as um his buddy the hobbit guy uh the hobbit guy yeah played the hobbit there, there's a lot of characters in the hobbit no he played bilbo baggins in the hobbit ian or something uh, martin freeman martin freeman <laughs> <laughs> ian ian would have played gandalf <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i think ian was the older hobbit from the lord of the rings one. Oh, okay so anyway <laughs> Yeah, Martin Freeman. Yeah, those two guys are always... Yeah, they're busy. Uh, yeah. Well, and then Martin Freeman's now in the uh, Marvel series, right? Yeah, he's yeah. going to be yeah. Black Panther and probably Avengers. Yeah, he's like the new Coulson, almost. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yep. So who knows when that's going to come up. But um, also in the press announcement for this new announcement... Uh, it reminded me that she's Millie Bobby Brown's also going to be in um, Godzilla King of Monsters, which is coming out next year, I believe, or perhaps later this year. Oh, so is and that's uh, kind of the ongoing story, right? Because you had uh, what is it, King Kong? And you had um, we had the first so Godzilla they, like, from a couple yeah, years so, ago. Aren't they starting to bring them all together now? Like it was, it's like a planned series together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you saw Skull Island, there was a after credits scene where they talk about Mothra, Hydra, all those mm-hmm. monsters. So that's when we that we had the obese Godzilla, right? Right, that first one. And I don't know if they're gonna change the design. <laughs> on, I think they've changed the design on that. The new Godzilla, this, this Godzilla is going to be in this new movie. So I don't even know if they're going to be the same story or if they've rebooted Godzilla already. And I don't know. Well, maybe he's been working out. You know, he was yeah, in hibernation. A, and, yeah, he gained know. some weight. He was just sitting around all day. So for Freaking lazy monsters. What's wrong with these guys? <laughs> um, no, that'll be cool. I, I think that'll be a neat, uh, neat series. Um I don't really know. Where, where do you think they go with it? I mean, have you heard much about it? No. I just thought they're going to, you know, bring them all out of hiding wherever they're at and make a movie out of it. And So it's not like it's going to be the Avengers where they all team up and save the world because <laughs> they're <laughs> monsters. They're going to destroy the world. So maybe it's – well, Godzilla's always kind of been the, the kind one, right, that's helped out the human race in – defeating the other like Mothra and all those guys right mm-hmm. so I don't know how they're gonna work that because in the first Godzilla he was destroying the city and attacking people so yeah, I don't know that, that's a good question hmm well it'll be interesting to see um hopefully it keeps going doesn't die uh you know what I mean from lack of interest or bad movie making kind of like um you know, Dra- remember Dracula Untold? Yeah. Remember, wasn't that supposed to be like a big series as well, and it just kind of died out? Yeah, that was going to help reboot the the old Warner Brothers monster movies with 
uh, Dracula, and then the Mummy was supposed to do that as well. And then like Wolfman, and mm-hmm. they just didn't go anywhere. Hmm. Did they just drop it, or just lack of interest? Um, from from fans. Yeah, I think it's lack of interest. I mean, because back in the you know twenties and thirties, yeah, the monster Dracula, he was he was a big deal. But now we have so many other mythic characters out there that it's not as appealing because there's just so many options, in my opinion. And fans aren't really connected. You know, modern day fans aren't really connected to those old movies, those black and white movies, and of which were really well done. Mm-hmm. It's just that's the past. That's history. So they're not. They want to see the the latest thing, not necessarily go back and revisit the past from hundred years ago. So I think yeah, that's stacked against them. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think if they made a good movie. I mean, we went and saw Dracula Untold, right? Yeah, I liked it. Was, it was good. It wasn't amazing, though. I think that's the problem. Is it wasn't amazing, but it was good. Yeah. And it's tough, too, like because it's like what I worry about when they start making those is that, you know, Dracula, I thought they did good. But when do they decide, like, oh, to be good, it seems like today it's like we have to have porn in it and, you know, <laughs> naked – girls and boobies everywhere you know what i'm talking about and dracula untold didn't really have a whole like i don't think any of that i can't remember probably you know i'm sure there was you know the one spot but you know, i don't remember any of it but um you know i you know if they are gonna do i hope they don't go that route you know it's kind of like i don't know to me it kind of takes away from it yeah i agree um i went and saw the mummy and it was it was good um was, and that was with, um, yeah, Tom Cruise. That's right. Oh, so I thought – I didn't know The Mummy was part of that. I thought The Mummy was like a continuation of the original Mummy with Brendan Fraser. Oh. I think there was some crossover there, but it was its own story. Oh. Well, what do I know? Well, isn't, isn't Dracula, The Mummy, Wolfman – that's all part of the old Warner Brothers monster movies, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just didn't know that that was. I just always assumed it was, you know, part of the other one because that's you know the latest mummy to come out. Right. I don't. I don't think so. I think the only connection they did some, you know, obscure nod to the old ones, but it wasn't necessarily a continuation of the story. Um, hmm. We talked about it in our podcast earlier. In one of the earlier episodes um, about the summer movies that came out in 2017 uh, about the mummy and I think the reason the mummy didn't do too well was because Tom Cruise is in it which he's a great action star but it was the it wasn't the hero Tom Cruise it was the the deadbeat Tom Cruise like we saw in War of the Worlds oh yeah so yeah. people don't want to see deadbeat Tom Cruise right they want to see him save the world and run around with his shirt off and save the ladies and all that stuff. And he didn't really, I mean, he did save the, his co-star, the the professor lady, but you know, he was still kind of the, the deadbeat. He didn't want to get involved. He wanted to do his own thing for the money, which, you know, people don't want to see him be that character. (laughs) So I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't do too well. And the story wasn't, um, it kind of bogged down at the end. 
and it wasn't that interesting, at least for me. But um, overall, I, I think I gave it a B minus, C, C plus, something like that. It was it was fine, but it wasn't a movie you want to restart and reboot a whole new movie series off of. That's for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, be interesting. I I think it'd be neat to see to see what they do with this but who knows alright and also there's been a Suicide Squad 2 notice uh, coming out that Variety.com's reporting that uh, Warner Brothers is going to reconfigure the look of the DC Universe and they've hired and fired executives to oversee these these movies to kind of get some fresh perspective in there so it could be a good thing I mean I didn't have a problem with the old ones. They they had their issues, but I still liked them and still watch them regularly. So I just hope you know, these changes are for the better. Yeah. I hope they don't take it. Uh, how do I explain this right? For example, think about old original Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of dark, kind of, you know, violent for, you know, like not really kids, you know, like kid violent you know it's not kid violent it's adult violent and uh you know things like that and then you went to val kilmer and then you went to george clooney and it got more and more kid friendly right kind of like we are with the marvel universe which is nice right because that's where a lot of your fans are and i guess that's what it is but i think it takes away from the dc universe because batman he's he's not a happy character he's not Uh, You've got people like Deadshot, not a happy character, right? Like you're not going to get a happy story out of that. But when I see, you know, the way them bringing in like Dwayne Johnson for Black Adam, I can see that they might be going in that direction to kind of lighten it up, make it more Marvel style, you know, where it's, yeah, there's, you know, fights in this, but it's more, I don't know, less realistic. Yeah. I think they, to some degree, they will be going away from the look of Man of Steel, Suicide Squad, you know, those type of movies. <clears throat> I think they'll, they will be trying to lighten them up like they did with Justice League. Um, as long as it's not forced, I guess. I mean, you can't really lighten up Suicide Squad. I mean, <laughs> it's in the name, right? It's like, oh, that's kind of dark. Well, it's a bunch of bad guys that do good things in bad ways, right? Exactly. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you got like Harley Quinn, mass murderer. Deadshot, mass murderer. You know, the Joker, mass murderer. Those are the people, you know, like what do you do? (laughs) How do you make that happy? Like kill someone and laugh about it? I mean, I don't know what you do to that. So, Yeah, Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Um uh, let's see. So, Suicide Squad Two is in production. Uh, Charles Roven is the lead producer on that. Um, they brought on the announcements for bringing on Michael De Luca to help produce. So they got some players in place, and they're getting that going. Uh, well, Zack Snyder's uh, producing that as well, right? I don't think so. His company might, but I don't think he's. Involved, it'd be in name only. I, I would believe. Oh, okay. This announcement doesn't say anything about um, Snyder, 
So we'll, I don't know. Um, Gavin O'Connor is writing the sequel at this point. He's on board to write and direct. Hmm. Suicide Squad. Um, and it's right now, Will Smith, Margot Ro- Robbie, and Jared Leto are uh, planning on starring in that film. Okay. So we don't know about anyone else. Like, sure, you think we'll have any returners from the first one, like uh, Rick Flagg, uh, Katana? I think we, we <laughs> would see Rick Flagg. I mean, he's kind of runs the Suicide Squad, right? He's the one in charge. Mm-hmm. So I think we'd see at least him and a couple others. Would be my guess. Interesting. Hmm. It'll be neat. I I'm excited to see Will Will Smith in the in the form of Deadshot again. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah, so it'll be good. Um, you know about? I know that they've announced Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam. Are they going to be bring Black Adam into Suicide Squad too? Uh, yeah, there hasn't been anything about that. I've as far as Black Adam goes. Okay. At this point. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. And also, a Black Widow standalone movie's finally been announced. Oh. Goodness. Yeah. She's been, how long has she been involved in? Um, Since two? Iron Man Since two. Iron Man 2? Yeah. 2010? Yeah. So, you know, eight years later, finally. Uh, you think you could make a good years. solo? What? You think you, you think you could make a good solo movie out of that without it being like an origin story? Yeah. I, I think that's always been the the tricky part is she's not like a major character. She's always been one of the secondary characters, at least from what I remember. So it'd be hard to develop you know, I don't her own standalone movie without including someone else. I think it'll be kind of like Spider-Man, which they didn't need to do with Spider-Man, but how Iron Man was there helping him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll probably do something like that where there's someone there alongside her. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like as much as, you know, we can like her or not like her or whatever, she's just a normal human, right, with yeah. sweet skills, right? She doesn't have any, like, metahuman abilities. Yeah. Yeah. So. So she's been around since 2010. Um, she won't be the first female character to get their own standalone in the Marvel Universe, as Captain Marvel will be opening up later this year. Oh, who is Captain Marvel? She's kind of like... Um, well, okay, I, I know who she is. Uh, who is the actress? Okay. It's Brie Larson. <laughs> It's who is it? Brie, Brie Larson. Larson. Yeah. Oh. She plays. Oh. Huh. She plays Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers is Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. That's the the normal name. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know why I forgot that. I'm just looking at this. Interesting. I don't know why I forgot that. And I, I'm not a huge. I'm not as into Marvel as I am as DC. But okay, no, that'll be neat. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about there. I never knew. Remember them announcing it, but I know like a lot of people, like different women stars, were kind of vying for that. Yeah. Um, that job. So that's cool. Yeah, so if, with her movie coming out later this year, I'm wondering how it'll tie into the Avengers. You know, will she be in the Avengers, this upcoming Avengers movie, or perhaps an after credit scene we'll see her? Um, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, so another side note in this article that we're reading from theverge.com that's where this announcement was posted the one we're reading from anyway um and they're they're kind of quoting variety.com as it is but the marvel's phase 3 films goes through 2019 so I thought Phase 3 was coming to an end with Avengers, this next Avengers, but perhaps not. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would make logical sense for it to end then, but, I mean, who knows? Because I think you're going to see an exit of a lot of the characters, right? Yeah, the, the big players. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, we'll, see, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, the Avengers is, three is a big deal. That's why we're doing the movie rewatch. Uh, we watched Iron Man this last week. We'll be doing a separate episode for that, uh, due to be released this week as well. Uh, but then the next movie up is Iron Man two. Uh, also, Maze Runner three: The Death Cure. That's coming out in a couple weeks. Uh, yeah. January 26th, I believe. So, that, have you seen the first couple Maze Runners, Mark? I saw the first one. Yeah. I really did like it. Yeah. Uh, I've want, I wanted to see the second one, and mostly it's just that I think about it, and I'm like, yeah, and then I forget. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, then I don't see it. Yeah. And when I go to buy a movie, my wife has me on strict lockdown. Otherwise, I'd buy like 50 movies. Right. And so... <laughs> you got to prioritize. Uh, yeah, so then when I have to choose, it's always like, oh, I could get that or like Justice League or something, you know, just, yeah. you know, that kind of comparison. I'm like, oh, well, guess I won't be seeing the second one yet. So eventually. I wonder if it's out on Netflix yet. It's been a couple of years. Yeah, I, I'll take a look. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've seen both. They're great. Um, an interesting concept. The author, James Dashner. He lives out here in, in Salt Lake with us, and I've seen him when the, I think it was the first movie premiered, perhaps it was the second, one of the movie premieres, uh, he was at one of the theaters here, and we, me and my family went and saw him, and talked to him for a little bit, and got his autograph on a poster, movie poster, so and he's actively involved with fans, and is promoting his movie and his stories, so it's good to have that connection. But it's it's a good movie. I mean, a new a new premise and something fun. The movies that are intense and exciting and fun to watch. So I recommend them. But we'll we'll go ahead and watch this trailer. 
We're running out of time. You've seen what's happening out there. We're coming up behind! He'll show up eventually. That's what I'm afraid of. They took you because you're immune to a plague that's wiping out the human race. They think you're worth sacrificing to find a cure. They'll never stop until we can stop them. The last city, Wicked's whole base of operations. It's the lion's den in Mono. That's where we're going. Three years we spent behind walls trying to break out. Now we're trying to break back in. All right, I get shotgun. The world is dying. If we find a cure, that's the only way all this was worth it. Do you regret it? What you did to us? I did what I thought was right. There's no guarantee we make it back from this. But we started this together. May as well end it that way, too. You still care about it, don't you? Don't lie to me! Come on. How many kids do they have to round up, torture, kill? When the hell does it stop? It stops when we find a cure. You can save your friends. Or you can save us all. Please tell me. Please. So there we have the latest trailer for Maze Runner The Death Cure. Can't wait for this movie to come out on January 26th. Uh, I'm interested in seeing it and catching up on what happened in the last story. I don't. I haven't read the books, so I'm not sure how it's going to end or you know what the the final outcome is going to be. But the question that the woman asks Thomas there in the trailer: you know, are you going to save your your friends or are you going to save humanity? And I think that'd be a hard choice. So. Yeah, no, I, I get you. It's kind of hard because it's kind of like the greater good yeah. type thing, right? And like I would kill a million people to save five million, right? It's kind of that idea, you know, where it shows them torturing kids, uh, you know, or test, you know, testing on them or something. Like, you know, it's kind of that idea. Like, I'm willing to do that to save kids, you know, to save the whole humanity. But, you know, you can see the conflict, right? Yeah. Pathway to hell's paved with good intentions. You can see where this kid's kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, like, you're right. I could save humanity, but at what cost? Yeah. And so uh, that's kind of why I see what's going on. It looks really good. I, again, need to see the second one because, you know, I think there's a lot of – 
obvious reference to it. Yeah. And uh, so when I was watching the the trailer, there's some things I just like, I'm not quite sure what happened there. But um, I just remember the first one was really good, right? They're inside this uh, pretty much a labyrinth, mm-hmm. and uh, they have to break out. And it's all a test, you know, right? At the end of the day, you find out it's all a test. Yep. So, and then I heard the second one's kind of the same. Um, no, it's a little different. I mean, they, they escape, they meet up with, um, the resistance fighters, I guess you could say, and they start to look at forming a rebellion and they're sold out by one of their own. I wouldn't say who, but. The girl, right? Okay. Yeah. The girl. Well, (laughs) right. (laughs) I say that. Because, right, I saw the trailer, oh, yeah, right? Kind of get, gets inferred there, like, yeah. oh. <laughs> so she sells him out because she's kind of along the greater good type thinking. You know, we need to team up. We need to do something because we need to save humanity, not just ourselves. So she sells him out. The bad guys, uh, wicked, they attack. And she goes with them. And they also kidnap one of their, their friends who doesn't want to go. Um, Minho, M-I-N-H-O. And so it looks like this one, they're going to, you know, mount a a rescue mission. They're going to try and break them out. They're going to try and stop Wicked and destroy them once and for all so they can move on with their lives. But then the the whole concept of, hey, we got to find a cure for this disease that's run amok. So sounds pretty interesting and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, I know the guy who played Thomas, the main character, Dylan O'Brien, he was injured in the filming of this movie and was in the hospital for a few weeks. So I'm glad to see he was able to work through that and heal and get back on the set as well as, you know, resume his acting career. So that's, that's great news. Hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, I never knew he got hurt, but uh, I I kind of respect that when I hear that, right? Because you hear so many stunt doubles and like, I'm scared to jump off a roof to the ground. Come on. It's like, what, 22 feet, you know? No, I'm just kidding. But for reals, you know, I I think it's great when uh, actors kind of do their own things. So, uh, but too bad he got hurt and, you know, I hope he gets 100%. So, yeah, I think this movie was supposed to be released last year sometime. They got pushed back a few months because of that, so it's good. It's good news that he was able to to heal, and get through it. Um, yeah. So Maze Runner, January twenty sixth. Go watch it. Let us know what you think. Well, we'll be there. We'll see it, and we'll have a review for you in February about that. Uh, TV shows. Uh, for me, I'm a big Star Wars guy, if you don't know that by now, but uh, I've been watching Star <laughs> Wars Rebels, an animated show on Disney XD. Um, that show has been going on for a few years now. We're on season four, and the, we're waiting for the last half of that season to start up. I believe it's starting in February. So that's been a great show to watch um there hasn't been some any major reveals in in comparison with you know the movies and that sort of thing but it did tie into rogue one a little bit here and there Uh, one of the characters um from rogue one is in star wars rebels that would be forrest whitaker's character 
Oh. He's he's in that. He's Okay. It's kind of a before Rogue, you know, a few years, I think 3 or 4 years before Rogue One. So he's a, you know, a younger version. He doesn't have the the breath mask yet or the the leg, the mechanical legs or, you know, whatever that those things are. And so it doesn't explain that at least up to this point, but he is he's kind of a wild card in that show. You know, he he's he was part of the resistance, but he's decided to kind of break off because they're not uh, radical enough. So he's going to do it his own way. And so Saw Gerrera kind of does his own thing. He's got his own group of people. And they're do, trying to fight the Empire their own way. So he's been a good addition to the show. Um, well, it, all, and do, it always seemed like the Rebels, up until you know, the Death Star, you know, New Hope, is that they really were like a pacifist group, right? They were just like, yeah, yeah, we're like, we're going to rebel and we're going to do it with our words. You know what I mean? Like, like a lot of them weren't, they just didn't see the point in fighting because they thought it was a lost cause. And a lot of them were like, look, you know, I don't want to start war again. And yeah, that was a plot point earlier in the, in the show where, it was, a, it was a political rebellion more than anything. Mm-hmm. And then Mon Mothma, one of the major players in the rebellion, who we see in Rogue One as well as Return of the Jedi, she's in Star Wars Rebels, and um, she has a moment where she has to kind of decide, okay, this political stuff, it's not working. We need to do more. We need to take action. And that's when the, the rebellion kind of starts to take place or start to, starts to form as an organization because before it was just little cells, you know, a cell in this system, a cell on this planet. And they knew each other, they would communicate and stuff, but they weren't necessarily working together. And then this show is about them coming together and forming the alliance that we see in, in Rogue One and and in Episode 4, A New Hope. So it's been good. Hmm. So after, I know, I think it was Season 2, the finale, Asaka Tano and yeah. and Vader fighting, right? Yeah. Did it ever say what happened? Did Asaka Tano survive? Did she not? <laughs> That's still an unanswered question. Oh, my goodness. But it sounds like they are going to address it at some point. So I think we've talked about that on the show before, where is Ahsoka alive or is she dead? But nothing new since then. Mm, too bad. Yeah, that's like a storyline that that I follow because I'm interested and, and yeah. they're just not answering it. And I think kind of like what we talked about, I don't know if they know what to do with it. Yeah. Cause I mean, obviously she didn't, she wasn't around for the big stuff. So she's gone. And, uh, did, did she die? Does she, you know, turn into the force? We don't know. Right. And I'm, I'm sure they're just, they're racking their brains like, what do we do? What do we, you know, we don't want to just destroy this amazing character we've created. So who knows? Hopefully good though. Yeah. Hopefully there's a plan in place. And even if she survives and lost her force powers because of the injuries, or I don't know, something, right? Mm-hmm. So she's still around, but she's not a major player anymore. I, I would be okay with that. So we'll see. I'm sure they have plans for some. Uh, I know they're doing it. Uh, they're planning another animated series, animated show. At least that's, I, don't, I guess I don't know that, but I strongly suspect that. 
And I'm hoping she'll be a part of that in some form. Whether it's just, hey, let's wrap up her story in the context of this new show and move on, or or what. I think that'd be important. Mm-hmm. So yeah, last half of the final season this this year in about a month or so. So if you're interested in Star Wars Rebels, watch it. Let us know what you think. What are some of the the plot lines you've enjoyed? Some of the characters you've enjoyed watching? So get some discussion going on that. Um, X Files is back, season eleven. Started up a couple weeks ago. Episode one uh, came out. I think two weeks ago. That first week of January. Episode re- two was released. Uh, I haven't seen that one yet, but uh, it's it's a new thing. It's on. It's back. Did you? So you saw the first episode? Yeah. Did it was it a continuation of the last episode of ten? Yeah. Because the end of ten, right? It was kind of like crap hit the fan. And people are dying, right? Yeah. And that's the thing I'm a little confused on because. Um, the last, you know, scene of the season 10 of the last episode was, you know, chaos was happening and Mulder was dying and this light comes down from the sky. We're assuming it's an alien ship and then it ends. But then season 11 starts out and they've kind of sidestepped that whole story. It's kind of like Scully was just having a dream or having a vision or something like that. And well, she was going to make a deal with him, right? Like, okay, I'll de- like I'll deal with you. Is it isn't that what happened? Like she, they kind of inferred that she was going to make a deal with him with um smoking man? Yeah, the guy at the end, right? She was talking to him. Yeah. So, so I wonder if maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah. I don't know. I think I need to watch the second episode and hopefully this the third episode this week. Because hmm. I, I honestly I, don't know what's going on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I, I liked the new ones. I, I've tried like three or four times to get in the originals, but it's so dated. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. just so dated. It's hard to to really get into it. And uh, But it's a great stories. Some of them are weird, you know, about that yeah. guy that like, kills people and fits through keyholes and stuff like that was strange. Uh, you know what I mean? But, uh, they're all strange. I just, uh, I really liked the re-release of it though, when they restarted it and, uh, I was happy about it. So I didn't know it started again. I'm going to have to watch the first episode or, you know, post taste and, and get on that, that train again, because I, I really liked it. I was kind of bummed to see, uh, the last season when they had the guy from the community, you know, he was like the yeah. talk show guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he played Jeff Winger in the community. I don't know who he played. I can't remember his name. I was kind of bummed to see him come and go, though. I like that character in there. Yeah, he had a good role in that. Um, I know they brought back the two agents that everybody hated just because they're different, just because they're not Mulder and Scully. They're the opposites, right? Yeah. They're like <laughs> the direct opposite of Mulder and Skull. Yeah, Einstein and uh, I forget the other guy's name. Miller, I think is what it is. Yeah. I, I like them. I mean, they're different. And that's the only way you're going to carry this series is by having different actors because, you know, they're Mulder and Scully. They're getting old. 
They you know they probably want to do something else with their life. They had a good run with X Files, but they want to do something else. I'm sure. Well, I would. I yeah. mean, if I had a hit series that was making endless money, I would want to definitely do something else. Yeah. I mean, why why stay with that? Yeah. And so you got to bring in new characters, and they tried earlier with um, what's his name, Doggett, and. The other girl. Yeah, Reyes, I know who you're talking. Doggett and Reyes. And they didn't go anywhere. I think part of that was Scully was still, they were still, they didn't wrap up Mulder and Scully's story. So they were kind of replacing them, but there's still the possibility that these other characters could come back, which they eventually did. And so I think you need to wrap up their character arcs definitively in order, if you're going to bring in new blood new actors and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. I'd be, I'd watch another season of, with these new characters and as long as it's good, Hey, see how it goes. I, like you said, I mean, the, the downside of it all is the X-Files is dated. I mean, I watched the whole series. The last time I watched it was probably over 10 years ago. And I started with episode one, season one, went all the way through it and yeah those that first season is so dated they don't, I don't even think they have cell phones and if they do they're those brick <laughs> cell phones right so it's just it's hard to watch and it's yeah. a new it's a new era new time new new people new fans that you got to bring in new actors to play new characters and mm. deal with up-to-date technological issues yeah well the original release date episode one September 10th, 1993, <laughs> right? <laughs> I yeah. mean, so really that is before cell phones, right? I was 10 years old yeah. when that came out. Uh, cell phones really didn't get mainstream till 2001-ish. Yeah. And even and then they weren't even smartphones, right? Yeah. That's all about when, like, you could get them as teeny as you could. The smaller you had, the cooler you were. Yeah. Now it's like might as well carry your iPads around. Yeah. <laughs> True. It's a whole different world. Yeah. So uh, really old series, but good. Good series, and uh, it's great. I enjoy it. Yep. So I'm excited to see where this new season goes and what happens at the end. All right. So then also The Magicians, new season, season three, started this month. Yep, just started, I want to say, last week is when it came out. Okay. Maybe the week before. Um, I only watched the first season because uh, I don't have cable, so I couldn't really watch the second season until it came out on Voodoo. And it just came out like a month ago or you know, or so, and I just haven't had a chance with yeah. everything. But I wanna, I'm going to watch it. But the first season was great. Uh, was one of my friend friends watched it, and they just kind of compared it compared it to like, uh, oh, it's, it's Harry Potter with sexy girls. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked it more than that. I thought it had a pretty unique storyline. You know, just kind of how they did with like magic and yeah and stuff with with sexy girls. And um, <laughs> well, the magic system's a lot more interesting than Harry Potter was. Yeah, it, definitely. And there's a lot of definitely weirdness to it and a lot of facets of magic it's not just you know i mumble some words and cast a spell 
that there's actual, you know, I don't know, effort put into it, I would say, you know, a little bit more effort than just words and waving a stick, you know, wand around. So uh, really interesting. I like how, how it was basically when it was the first season is basically a story about how a kid gets recruited into this magician school. And in his heart, he always knew it was true. And uh, he's a big fan of these books. I don't even remember what the books were called, but, you know, he read these books and he was like an expert at him. He might as well wrote the books. And uh, the author disappears. And so no one ever gets the last book to come out, you know, and so there's a lot of different things about it. And then he gets so then he gets recruited to this magician school and he finds out that the books are true. Like what's written in the books, like that's a true of like history of you know, some of the things that happened. And uh Come to find out, you know, much later in the series is that uh, he has actually tried, you know, been recruited by the magicians multiple times, but someone just keeps rewinding time. And then he finds out what's going on and why they're rewinding time. And they finally go to find the bad guy and his best friend who's supposed to help him takes the bad guy and disappears. (laughs) And you're like, and that was the end of the first season. He's like, what the heck? What the heck just happened? And it was pretty amazing. I, I really did uh, enjoy the, the whole thing. So I, I want to watch the second season. I don't know what it's about, but the third one just came out. It looks looks great as well. I, I like the characters that are in it, like the, the actors, so it should be good. Yeah. I saw probably half of the first season, maybe a little bit more. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I just, uh, for some reason, stopped and didn't get back to it, but I've always wanted to, so I'll probably finish that out and watch season two as well. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's definitely neat. There's some weird things. You remember watching uh, when Constantine was out, uh, the live-action version, yeah. and I remember you and I talked about it a little bit, and some of them were like, that's really creepy. Like that's like borderline, like uh, a yeah. really creepy. There's a couple parts in there that are like that that, yeah. that uh, get a little creepy uh, in that way, and so um, gave me gave me pause a few times. <laughs> Good, yeah. So we'll watch that. Finish those two seasons up and let you know how it goes. Uh, so, is the magicians? Is that on Sci-Fi? Is that what I remember? Or what yes. Channel. Okay. Uh, yes, it's on Sci-Fi. I don't remember. I don't have no idea what channel that is. Um, but it's on. Uh, I think that they're playing. I think you can watch it off Vudu or Hulu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can watch it off Hulu. Yeah, I think they show the new seasons or the new episodes on that. Oh, okay. Like twenty-four hours after it plays. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to get caught up on that then. All right. So um, just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, audible.com, and recommend them to anybody who's listen, who's interested in listening to audiobooks. Um, I have a subscription that I listen to and have listened to various different novels as I'm driving to work or just kind of doing things around the house, washing dishes or whatever. It's good to have a, an audiobook going so you can keep up to date on the latest novel, your favorite story that's come out. Um, and if you go to audibletrial.com slash 
Random Angst. Uh, you'll be able to get a free audiobook on us to try it out, see if it's something you're interested in. Um, you have 30 days to cancel your membership. You do have to sign up for a membership up front, put in your credit card and stuff like that, but it is easy to cancel. I've had a, uh, a membership in the past, a few years ago, and I got my free book and I was like, eh, probably not going to do that right now. So I canceled it. It's easy. They don't give you the runaround or anything like that when you cancel. It's just, it's, it's through Amazon. So, it's, you know, they're very user-friendly, customer-friendly. So, you know, go go give it a try. AudibleTrial.com slash randomangst. Pick out your favorite book, uh, free credits, audiobook credit on us. You can use it on a $50 audiobook or a $5 audiobook. doesn't matter. And the plan that I signed up for is $15 a month for one credit per month. I think when you initially sign up, you get like two credits. So right out, right out of the gate, you get two free audiobooks. Well, I guess it's one free and then the one that you pay for for $15. So, you know, it's a pretty good deal, 15 bucks a month. If you're into the, the long fantasy series like Wheel of Time, Brandon Sanderson's series, or any other long-running series, you can just, you know, sign up, listen to that book, and every month you'll get a free credit to be able to continue listening to your favorite audiobooks. I recommend it, and definitely, you know, use our, our code, RandomAngst, to be able to get a free book on us. And speaking of books, we want to review, we've talked about the Dresden File books in the past. It's kind of a general overview, but we do want to get into the individual books um, and kind of talk about the story that's going on in those books and what Harry Dresden's up to. Uh, This podcast, we're going to look at uh, books one through three. Uh, Book one is Stormfront. It's kind of the introduction to Harry Dresden and his story. And we kind of get an idea of what his his history is a little bit, as well as the powers that he has access to and uses in his uh, detective work. As well as the second book is Full Moon, F-O-O-L, Moon. And then Grave Peril is the third book. So Mark, since you're the the Harry Dresden expert, why don't you kind of break those books down for us and give us an overview on on what goes on in those first three books. Well, we're introduced to Harry Dresden. He kicks some ass, wins the day, end of book three. Yeah, so recommend him wholeheartedly and go check him out. 100%. (laughs) Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, no, great books. Uh, I really do love this series. I did I introduce you to the series, Justin? I can't remember. Yeah, long time ago. Yep. Yeah. Book so five came out or something. Yeah. So I ran into this book really by accident. I was working at a um, ropes course years and years ago, and I stayed the night out at the ropes course because we had a group staying out, and there was a bunch of leftover stuff from ages ago at this house that was on the property where I stayed and I happened to find this book in a pile full moon and uh, I picked it up and read it because I had nothing else to do and it was amazing Uh, so the first book is about Harry and he just kind of breaks the ice who he is what he's about the different conflicts he has uh, in his life at the time and uh, you really kind of get to see a wizard. You know, he's a wizard, 
in the real world though we're not it's not harry potter wizards it's not you know this craziness it's you know if a harry if a wizard was in the real world and i like it he's based out of chicago and uh it's interesting because uh, you know of all the dynamic different dynamic there is he deals with personal issues he deals with love issues he deals with uh, professional issues he deals with it all and he has to try to manage these while being broke as a joke and so that adds on to it it's pretty interesting uh he does have a sweet car though right yeah he has this beetle this <laughs> old beetle that's put together with like 15 other beetles and it's it's his though he loves it like you'll hear about his beetle through like the next 12 books you always hear about his beetle um so in this one, you kind of go through and you get to see him fight another wizard, you know, go to town with another wizard. And he's never really done it before. And, um, well, not on this level. He has, but just just go with me here. He's never really done it before. And um, he, he gets to throw down and you get to see some, some great action sequences uh, with uh, another wizard named Victor Sells. And uh, he, you really kind of start to see who Harry is and what he stands for. And uh, you, the thing I really like about these books is you, you can kind of connect with Harry on a personal level. It's not you know so magical and so out of touch that it's so far removed you don't care. But it's it's interesting. Um, so Stormfront's really an introductory book. Of all the books, it definitely is not my favorite, but. It, it's a quick read. Yeah, a couple hundred a pages. With the, the stories, you know, the, the world's about. Mm-hmm. And you get to see some of his connections. Like he has a bunch of friends that uh, come and go. And one of them that always stays around is Susan Murphy. And she's introduced into in Stormfront. And she's a police officer. And uh, Susan he, Murphy? Yeah, Susan Murphy. Or Karen oh. Murphy. Karen Murphy. Sorry, I was reading. I was thinking Susan, his girlfriend. Yeah, his my girlfriend, bad. Susan. Yeah, so he has this girlfriend that he has, but they're not really together in this book. But you read about her. Her name's Susan. Uh, and she is a reporter or a – she works for like a satire magazine, I guess, or like a paper. Uh, so that's kind of how Stormfront – front one goes uh in full moon full moon's the second one and in this one this is kind of where things get a little dicey and you can it ties in much later but this is really the first book that you start seeing major forces at play behind the scenes you don't really know it from reading the book like you could read these first four or five books in the series as standalone books but after probably book four or five it all ties in so that that's what I liked about it because at first I was reading them. I'm like, oh, this is – you know, these are cool books, but you know, where is it going? And then it all made sense. Uh, so in this one, <clears throat> in Full Moon, you get to see Harry. Few, I, I think it's a little bit later, maybe a year or two later from the first one. And in this one, he gets to fight werewolves, all sorts of werewolves, every type of werewolf you can think of. And there's more than one, and he explains it in the book. Uh, he's got his trusty sidekick Bob. Bob is probably one of the best characters in this entire entire series, don't you think? Yeah, very original. He's uh, always got some good one-liners and some quips here and there, so he's he's entertaining. And he's a legit perv, legit. <laughs> yeah, 
Bucky is – what Bob is is he's a spirit. So he's not like a human and he exists in a skull that, that Harry carries around. So um, so Bob kind of explains about the different uh, werewolves and what's going on. And Harry's trying to figure out what's going on as well. He gets to meet uh, this group called the Alphas. And they're a major player throughout many of the books. Uh, they're around. Uh, he becomes great friends with them. Um and they help him defeat what's called a Lycranthorpe, which is the most powerful werewolf. Really interesting. Uh, pretty pretty fun read as well. Same thing. Not very not a very long read. Couple hundred pages. Um, and in this book, we get to see Harry really further his relationship with Susan, and you know, get a girlfriend and move that direction and you really are like rooting for the guy right I, I don't know what you thought but every time he was like hooking up with like Susan or something I was just like yeah go Harry because he just never has good luck yeah right he some love in his life some positive <laughs> things and Bob lets him know Bob <laughs> makes fun of him all the stinking time it's hilarious uh, it's really fun dynamic between those two um, once again Karen Murphy's involved she really is kind of on the fence about all the mystic mumbo jumbo, you know, wizard stuff. But this is probably one of the first ones where she really kind of gets her eyes open to, oh, magic's real. Like no matter what I want to think, no matter what it is, there's some crazy stuff that I don't know about. And she kind of had an idea in the first book, but it was more of like, there's things I don't understand. I don't care to understand it. Someone help me. And now in this one, you really kind of see like her open her eyes up to reality and that's that's a pretty cool thing to see happen uh full moon um as far as an actual read goes i'd put it in the top top half of the books none of them are my you know definitely not my favorite but it it does bring a lot of uh um good storyline to the book a lot of context which is great um, because this book is it spans what I think there's 14 books out, so you need context, and this is a great context book. Uh, Grave Peril was the third book, and this was probably one of the weirdest books I read, just because it had you know do it with all the spirits. This one's kind of dealing with ghosts, and um, and it's just kind of strange, you know. It's kind of hard to connect to because this is one of them that really kind of gets in the super sci-fi. Mm. or super fantasy i should say and um basically there's just a ton of ghosts running around and you don't know why and he's harry's running everywhere to save it and lo and behold he finds out that it's a plot set up by some vampires to cause issues and it's actually pretty sad this was this is kind of the first book where um you really get to see the the rest of the wizards you know the white council the council of wizards and yada yada um so what happens is that susan gets kidnapped by the um vampires and she gets kidnapped when harry shows up at a party he's invited to uh one of the local Vampire, vampresses, vampires, hisses. I don't know how. To, what's Female what's a vampire. woman? 
Yeah, woman form of a vampire. She gets promoted to royalty or some something or the other uh, to, you know, within her line. And Harry's invited to represent the Wizards Council. And so he shows up and he's in, told to bring a guest. And it's a, it's a, uh, not a masquerade, but kind of like a dress up party. And so he shows up with Susan and he goes as a vampire. So I always thought that was pretty witty. He shows up and he's got the fake fangs yeah, in his the, mouth. The traditional corny vampire, right? Yeah. And he's got like blood, like fake blood going down his chin because he hates vampires. So he just like likes to stick it to him, you know, be a jerk. Well, anyways, while he's there, Susan gets kidnapped and um, she gets bitten by a vampire. But in the book, it kind of explains how the vampires, you don't turn vampire once you get bitten until you've actually tasted blood. And so she gets bitten, but she never tastes the blood. And Harry goes crazy. He just goes crazy and kills everybody. Like literally everybody. <laughs> so you get to see some some crazy – you get to see him start letting loose. And I really like that. Um, Tell us a little bit about the vampires because we're not talking Twilight vampires, right? No. These vampires do not – glow when they're in the sun they don't okay they, nope there's no edward they they're don't read moody. the minds yeah the bella swan's not gonna come do something weird okay it, this is legitimate vampire so with the vampires it's pretty interesting how they did it so they use there's three quarts of vampires not just vampires you think about it there's uh the red court which is one of the major players as far as dealing with the human world and they um trying to think they're mostly like your political movers uh type thing uh they they understand that the world's based on politics and uh but they use a lot of violence to further their needs they're further their goals so you see a lot of so they're mostly ba- based in south america where there's just like you know, wars all the time and craziness and people showing up dead and murdered. That's the red court vampires. There's another court called the black court vampires. They're your more traditional uh, vampires that you think of when you think of Dracula. But it explains it that uh, the humans mostly killed them out. So there's not a lot left. And then there's the white court vampires. And you hear about the white court forever um, because you find out uh, that Harry has a great connection with the white court vampires and they are like your succubuses, but sucky by sucky, sucky bemises, sucky. I don't know. Harry couldn't figure it out either. Well, <laughs> I, he doesn't know how to say the plural of succubuses, sucky by misses. I don't know what it is. So, um, uh, but they're like, they're that and they, you know, feed off your, emotions and soul and lust and everything else so yeah that's kind of the vampire courts the three major courts and they're all playing against each other as well as everyone else right yes and no so they in general they don't like each other they do their own thing they don't they don't try to step anyone's feet too much out of all of them the black court are the most powerful as single member but because they're so reduced, the red court vampires are generally looked on the most dangerous. 
the white court vampires are looked on the weakest, but it's just because of how they they fight. They don't you know they don't like straight up confrontation. You know they don't like to fight a fair fight type thing. But you know their danger should not be understated because there's some of the books where it talks about that they just do tons of damage, and um, so you know pretty pretty interesting with the three different courts. Harry deals with all of them throughout the books. And yeah, that's uh, one thing I really appreciated and liked about that plot or those, those groups is they were introduced in this book, but yet they they're still around in book twelve. You know they're still causing havoc and Harry's still fighting them or dealing with them, you know, 10 books later. And so, mm-hmm. and throughout the books, it's, you know, you see things like that. The, the werewolves we see in book two, we meet them later on in the story. They're back. They help them again. So it's not like, you know, it's a, a one shot story and then you're done, you move on. It's, you know, it's a complete um, environment that's fleshed out in every book and the story's advanced in every mm-hmm. book. Well, you really get to see, and I guess I look at it now, you know, as we're talking about, and I can really see when it all ties in right about book five-ish, and you start to realize like, oh, it all makes sense now. You really see that these first books are all about gaining context, because the world's so big and it's so vast, and there's so many players, so so much movement going on, that there's no possible way you could tell all that in a couple books. So when you spread it out in these five, you know, first five books, you really kind of get a good understanding of what you're reading, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. And they're, they're entertaining. So, mm-hmm. uh, Oh, and book three also get, you get introduced to Michael Carpenter. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And he is a knight. Uh, literally <laughs> he is like a, a knight of the Holy cross, I believe is what they call it. And um, he is throughout the books from here on out, from book three here on out. He's a major player, one of Harry's best friends. He's – if you take Harry out of it, I have to choose anyone but Harry. He's probably my favorite character. Yeah. Yeah, he's got some good action scenes and it's a good storyline. Mm-hmm. So, so these books are kind of their fantasy, their urban fantasy, I guess you could say. And they're not your Harry Potter type books, which I think we've hit, you know, we've talked about that. Um, I would say they're PG-13, PG-14. I mean... (laughs) I think the first few books aren't as bad. You could easily say PG-13. But I think as you progress through the series, especially the last three or four books, you know, 11, 12, 13, they get – they're getting older. You know, um, with the things Harry's dealing with and just the situations he's put in, especially with uh, vampires, <laughs> the white court vampires. I mean, hey, there's some scenes in there that you're just like, whoa, what, what am I reading? <laughs> but still a good read. Yeah. Yeah. So just be wary of that. If that's something that bothers you or, and you know, you want to avoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might want to screen the book. Um, also, these books are available on audible, audible.com if you want to use your free credit on Stormfront or any other book that we've talked about. And the guy – I can't remember his name, but the guy that does the audio for these Jim Butcher books is amazing. I, I don't like 
The only other audio audiobook that I've really liked was from Tennis Shoes Among the Nephites. <laughs> uh, and I know, don't judge me, but I, I really like the audio version of those books. I, I thought the guy did a great job. I've listened to other audio books and, you know, they're okay. But this guy, I, I really enjoy him narrate the book. He does a great job. Uh, he really keeps me like invo- involved. I have this on audio for cold days. I have Cold Days Audio, and I listen to it all the time just because I love to hear this guy tell the story. Yeah. So, yeah, um, the narrator can make or break the story. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've had books where I've I've read the book and liked it, and I got the audio book, and I was like, I can't stand this guy. I can't listen to it. Yeah, exactly. So listen to the first one. See if you like it. I recently got one of my sisters the first book in this series. I'm hoping to hear back if she likes it or hates it. Um she is not nerdy at all. She is like the opposite, um, you know, of like wanting to do anything with the nerd world. And we recently got her into the Mistborn series. Is that right? Yeah, Mistborn. And she liked it. So I'm hoping she likes this series. Um, but try it. Try it out. It's a really good series. We'll talk more about it. Uh, it's a long series. 14 books are out right now. I think the plan is for 21 books, 2021, somewhere in there. So there's plenty of books. He's coming out with them. You're not going to have to wait, uh, 10 years. You're not going to have to watch a television series, uh, move past the books, (laughs) you know, before he finishes it, you know, any of that, Uh, he's doing really well. Um, Jim butchers, his name, great author, uh, I would suggest definitely reading this. These first three books are, like I said, they're going to feel like standalones and you're going to kind of feel, but just push through them once you get to book four or five. It's amazing. It all makes sense. It's all amazing and you'll love it. Yeah. So um, if you had to pinpoint what's Harry's biggest struggle or conflict, inner conflict that he has in, in these stories what would you say that would be in these first oh, three books? These, in these first three books, I think it's kind of the same throughout. I think living with his decisions. He makes decisions like – and throughout the, all, throughout the book it talks about this, that your decisions really shape who you are and you can't change it. You change your decisions, you know, and uh, – so he makes some decisions throughout the books that really help – that really are de- define who he is and what he stands for. And some of them aren't great decisions. You know, it's kind of like you know the same thing. You know, for the greater good, I've got to do this for the greater good. But he, at the same time, he also understands he can only do that so many times before it changes who he is, changes you know what he stands for. And so I think his internal conflict and – on what he does and why he does it is is amazing to read. It's a really cool dynamic, and he really struggles with it. I think throughout the books and and how he should accomplish things. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of of that going on throughout the whole story, where he has to decide, you know, if I'm gonna do this, it's gonna change me fundamentally, and I, I don't like that, but I need to do this. You know, whatever this the task is at the time. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 interesting in a lot of ways. 
Yeah. I mean, as a series, I mean, Justin, I got you into it. I mean, obviously, I'm going to give this series an A. I really like it. I've read probably every book four times. But, uh, Justin, what, what do you like as a series? How would you rate it? Uh, uh, definitely to, overall an A. Yeah. Great. Because there's yeah. just, it's so dynamic. There's, you know, each book, because a lot, a lot of these long series books, they kind of fall into the the same format, you know, the same issues pop up. You kind of feel like you've read that story already. But at this with this series, each book is different. Different characters, different situations, different um, evil, different bad guy, you know. It's, it's very dynamic and you're always reading something new that's going mm-hmm. on. Even when the, new, the old characters come back for the new story, it's still different. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, like his relationship with the with the wizards council too. Right. I mean, uh, you just see that completely change. You see his attitude completely change. It's, it's a really amazing story. There's so much to say. It's, it's so hard to talk about three books in 15, <laughs> 20 minutes, right? 10 minutes, but, um, yeah. uh, in, and give a review. But, you know, if you, if you listen to us and you, you can trust us at all, pick up this first book, Stormfront by Jim Butcher. Uh, listen to it, read it, whatever you want. It you, you won't be sorry. And and if you don't like it, Justin will visit you with his fist. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> no, um, you know, if you don't like it, I, I, I can understand. But really, if you're into a sci-fi, urban legend, you know, fantasy, any, any type of that, you will like this book. Yep. So we wholeheartedly recommend it. All right, so moving on to, to TV shows. Um, the last couple of weeks we've been talking about The Punisher. Uh, we're still in the, in the middle of that series. Um, it's it's interesting because I'm enjoying watching it, but I'm not excited to watch it. So maybe I'm hoping that'll change towards the end because these series always have, you know, the, the last two or three episodes really pick up and are exciting to watch. But I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's It's a good story so um what about you you're still in the same place as the last time we talked about it yeah i i just been <laughs> i don't know why i most of my free time right now has been spent playing um that uh darkest dungeon yeah and i stopped playing it today because i'm I had a guy die that I really liked and he died and I was really mad. I was so upset and yelling at my screen and my wife was not happy. And so my, my depression has not let me sign back on today, yeah. but I want to <laughs> can finish the Punisher. Oh, I know I need to do something. Well, I was kind of thinking when the defenders came out, we both watched that within what? 24 or 36 hours, right? Mm-hmm. Quick, it was good. But this one, it just doesn't have that same feel. We're just like, eh, yeah, it's good. I guess I'll watch an episode today. You know, it's it's just not the same level as the other. It's kind of on the same level of, as um, probably Jessica Jones, maybe Iron Fist, but the the two Daredevil seasons and then the Defender season. I mean, I burned through those so quickly. Oh yeah, and and I think too because 
I, I feel like Daredevil and the Defenders, they told the story, but the action was part of the story, yeah. right? So you, so you could really get into it and stay into it. Whereas these ones, the action really isn't like holding the story. So you have to have a lot of these like tangents and, you know, obtuse, you know, moments where it's telling you story, but it, it's just taking too long to tell that story or they're putting too much in or, or whatever it is. It's something, but it really slows it down. Yeah. So you feel like you're just watching this slow, slow movie for not one episode, <laughs> but like four or five episodes. Yeah. And that's when it gets and, hard. Yeah. So it just drags at you. So why it's good. I like it. I just feel like I'm just watching a one hour show and getting 40 minutes of context story, every movie and 10 minutes of action of, you know, pushing the, the story forward and it just drags at you. So it's hard to want to just jump back on and be like, yeah, I can't wait to watch nothing yeah. for the last 10 minutes of the episode. I watched the last 10 minutes by fast forward. So, I mean, that's the way I feel about it, but I mean, Oh, over it's still good, good episode. It's just hard to stay into kind of, I don't know, drags at you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of my perception. I'll keep watching I'll finish it out. Hopefully, like I said, picks up in the last few episodes. But I, I think it's a good addition to the, this Marvel Netflix universe. I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a complaint about the the characters or the story, other than it's just kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Runaways. I've been watching that. It's on Hulu. It's a Hulu only series. Uh, I think I believe it's ten episodes, and I'm on episode eight right now, so I haven't finished it. So let's give a quick rundown of that. Um, it's kind of a... I, I don't know what to say. It's, it has a lot of good potential and there's some good moments. But overall, as a series, it doesn't capture my attention the way I thought it would. I think at this point, I'm just kind of watching it to finish it out so I could say, yeah, I watched it and this is my opinion of it. Um... There's a lot of weird things. I one of the major plot lines is this cult church that the the head lady the who the head of the church is a, is a female and she kidnaps runaways to be able to sacrifice them to use that energy from the body to renew her dead lover, her half dead lover. <laughs> so that's weird, right? <laughs> No, I would do that. I mean, my wife <laughs> died so, after kidnapping kids. I mean, why yeah. not? And so the this leader of the cult church uh, is married to an actor, but she's really in love with this old guy who needs this life energy. And they have a, a daughter. And then there's a group of parents that participate in this cult ceremony for their life renewal. Um, and they all have kids and they've grown up together. So the movie starts and they're all teenagers. They're kind of, one of their friends died of a drug overdose and they're all sad about it and stopped talking because they're all from different classes of life. Not necessarily classes, but different, um, areas of life. So they kind of drifted apart in high school. But then they decide to come back for the anniversary of their friend's death and then they see their parents performing this ceremony. 
And so they're like freaked out. They're trying to solve the mystery of why they're doing this. What is this all about? So that's the story is the kids, the teenagers trying to figure out what's going on. And some of them manifest powers. It is in the Marvel universe and I believe it's connected to the, the X-Men mutant universe, not directly, but kind of a, a spin-off or a offshoot of that. So there is that, that aspect to it. And two of the kids are like really smart and that's their superpower, I guess. Another one's empathetic, empathic with a dinosaur, a that her parents created in their basement. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. And then you know? another one can use a staff. You know, it, the staff is attuned to her DNA and she can do things with the staff. And then another one is super strong. So it just, you know, various things like that. And it's like, it's interesting enough that I'm watching it that I just didn't write it off altogether. But at the same time, I don't know. I hope it gets better. If, and if they do a second season, I hope it's different. Well, what what about it is kind of a drawback? Is it just because it's weird? Like there's some weird things, yeah, right? Yeah, there's the weirdness of it, and it's prevalent. It's not like oh, that one episode had this weird thing in it. It's a major storyline that's constant. Okay. It's, it's just I'm just not interested in that. And I think overall, the the, the parents and their goals. In the story, I'm not interested in every time. I think that's what it is because every time it goes to their storyline, I'm just like, oh no, not these guys again. Is it like? Is it because it's too unrealistic storyline? Like I know sometimes, like I'll read a book or watch a show, and I'm just like, look, like I get that there's got to be conflict, but it needs to be like somewhat relatable. Like it can't be like I want to make dinosaurs in my basement all day long because that's what that makes sense, right? <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of silliness. But yeah, I mean, I, like, I don't know. Is it like that or? Nah, not necessarily. I mean, they do explain it, why they're doing that and how they did it. They, they Not necessarily explain in detail, but, you know, say, hey, this is why it happened type thing. And it is a comic book show, so you kind of have to suspend some belief and all mm-hmm. that. So I wouldn't say it's that. I think it's the story, their storyline is just not as interesting. You know? Oh, okay. Um, I want to hear, I want to see, you know, these kids and their powers and what they do with it. Because I guess in the... I didn't. I just kind of read a little bit up on it, but I think I remember. In the, it's based on a comic book series from Marvel, and the parents all die in the first step, the first issue of the comic book. So really, the rest of this comic book story is about the kids and their powers and what they do with them, and that's kind of what I was expecting when I started watching the show. And you're, you're only getting that some of the time. Okay. And I think part of it, I don't, I kind of think that the actors, the adult actors just aren't that good. I mean, James Marster's in it and I think he's the the big name and even he's not as good as I've seen him in other shows. Hmm. So that's kind of, some of the parts are cheesy and like, uh, you kind of cringe a little bit. Like, uh, really? Sounds maybe like just like lazy writing Perhaps. in that area. Yeah. So it's just not coming together for me, I guess. Mm. But it's it the premise is interesting and if they come up with a better story for the next season if there is one, I'll give it a try, but I'm just not feeling it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, if if someone else is watching it, someone else out there is watching it, uh, let me know what you think. I mean, maybe I'm missing something or 
you can explain something to me to help me like it a little bit better, or maybe you have the same opinion that it's just not that good. Uh, the 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 show on on Fox Gotham, they're in season five, and I've watched the first half. Uh, this season is called The Dark Knight, and kind of the first couple episodes, Bruce Wayne decides he's gonna fight crime as a vigilante and kind of wears a mask and dark clothes and you kind of get this Batman vibe but he hasn't really taken on the Batman persona yet he just wants to help people but then after the first couple episodes that kind of dropped and he decided to be a party boy (laughs) so like the last season of the first half um, in December he kind of kicked Alfred out of the house and is going to go party and live it up with his friends who are all in high school so does it show him like hanging out? Cause I know in the, um, is it the, like, I don't know if it's the original comic books. I think it's some of the reboot that he goes to school with like two face and some of those people. Is that uh, still there? Those guys a lot. Cause I know like the Riddler and the penguin are like just way older than him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone except for Catwoman. Celine. All the characters that we know Celine are older. They're they're in their twenties. Oh, or older. Well, he's still in high school. So him and Selena Kyle, I guess. Well, so him and Ivy. Selena Kyle, Ivy initially was the same age as them, but uh-huh. then they did some weird. Uh, it wasn't weird, but they did this thing where she aged. She was exposed to a chemical and aged like ten years. So now she's like this super hot twenty-five year old. Why? Yeah. Why? I, I thought it'd be cool to watch them all grow up yeah. together. I mean, yeah, I didn't get it. And then they didn't reuse her. They kind of they did that, and then they got a different actress, and now she's something else. I, I don't know. It's just I don't think they know what to do with her with her character. But hmm. yeah, basically everyone's older except for Bruce and Selena Kyle. <laughs> and it, the show has always seemed to me been about Jim Gordon more than. Um, Bruce Wayne so I, I kind of think they don't know what to do with his character as well because they can't make him Batman right now because that's I think the show this show is going to be more like Smallville was where it's more about Clark Kent and how he becomes the person that he is to be Superman and then in the last episode we finally see him open his shirt and there's an S right so we never really see Superman in Smallville. And I think this Gotham is a similar idea where you're going to see Bruce Wayne grow up, but it's mostly Gordon and how he handles all the villains in Gotham. would be pretty tough, too, because they started those guys pretty young. Yeah. So unless you're going to go 10 seasons, you might not ever see that. Yeah. I mean, because they just won't be old enough. And then by the time that happens and you've got really old, you know, villains, <laughs> really old and established villains. And that's just not how the story is. I like what they, you know, it, I, I don't know what they were trying to do. But like you said, it's more about Jim Gordon. And, um, you know, it was just kind of Gotham when he was a kid. But, you know, like you said, it's just kind of, I don't know. Like they're struggling with some of the storylines now, but I mean, you got to give it up. I think they their actor choice was amazing for Gordon, for almost all oh, of them. Oh yeah, Gordon, Selena Kyle, uh, the Penguin, whatever that guy's name, and he is. Um, I yeah. love you know I like he that guy. The, the Riddler. Show every time he's 
he's in it in my mind he's oh, yeah. the, the the one that carries the show a lot mm-hmm so yeah I, I think they've done really good with it yeah. um my my thoughts has always been they'll they'll have Gotham Jim Gordon's there he's fighting crime Bruce Wayne is too young to do anything at this point but eventually with all the villains they're gonna do what they do and it's gonna get to the point where Jim Gordon just can't he can't handle it anymore there's just too much and then that's when Bruce Wayne is like oh I need to step in and do something and that's when he starts the Batman person I don't think they'll show that they'll just kind of show him being like okay I'm gonna become Batman then that's the end of the show okay I can see that or maybe they do a little fast forward right like end Gotham and then call it Gotham Beyond or something like that, right? Well, and then have yeah. the same villains, but then you bring in a different Bruce Bruce Wayne who's a bit older, maybe in his 17, 18 now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've wondered about that too. If they were to bring him in, would it be interesting? Because I don't know, do I want to see a TV Batman or do I just want to see movie Batman? Well, I enjoyed it as long as it said pow or bang after he punched somebody. So <laughs> I'm sure I might back. enjoy it. <laughs> you should bring that back for one episode. I, <laughs> just for one, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. But for me, the show is carried by Jim Gordon, his character, and the villains. I mean, it's really about the villains, right? It's Gotham. Gotham's a seedy town. The villains run it and just... Like you said, the Penguin, Riddler, um, even, well, they've had like Dr. Freeze, Firefly. They don't play a big role, but they're there. So it's, it's pretty cool to see them all kind of working together, scheming against each other. You know, there's just, it's it's well written. I enjoy it. Every time I'm watching, I'm enjoying it. So I'd recommend it. I'm curious to see how the second half of this season goes. Um, the last scene of the last episode of the first half of season five, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. <laughs> was uh, the character who's kind of been playing the Joker. When they initially cast him, they were saying, this isn't the Joker. It's just, you know, we're going to use this character for this and that. But he's the oh, Joker. He He was the guy from like the circus or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember him, and he was like, I, I immediately was like, oh, yeah, this guy's the Joker. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the smile now, and he's got the, you know, the just the way that it's it's a kind of a Heath Ledger, Ledger type Joker. And so if he's not the Joker, then the Joker's copycatting this guy, which I don't <laughs> think is a good move. So. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, he does a great hmm. job as the Joker in that show. Yeah, I just remember him doing that. That's weird that they never intended him to be the Joker, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, it. I think for anybody that were to watch that, it would be blatantly obvious, oh, yeah, this guy's the Joker. And yeah. so why they would try to just dodge that is, is, is weird. Yeah. So, yeah, if you haven't been watching Gotham, check it out. It's, it's a good show. Um, the Gifted, last one. Started watching that today. Actually, it's a Marvel show based on the X Men. Um, the it, The show is about kind of the minor X Men, those characters, 
there's no big players that we've seen in the movies. Um, I think the biggest player we have is Polaris, which is one of the children of Magneto. And then one of the characters, Blink, uh, she was in X-Men Days of Future Past when she's the one that does the portals that they you know, used to, to jump through to escape um, the, the villains in that show. The Sentinels, I believe. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so she's her character's in this show. Um, she still does the portals and that sort of thing. So uh, I've seen the first three episodes. It's been great so far. The first episode was directed by Brian Singer. So and he directed one of the feature films of X-Men. So it's it's starts off great. Um, I recommend watching it, giving it a try. It ties into the X-Men movies. That you know, it's not separate. It's um, kind of they're in all the X-Men are in hiding because of the new X-Men laws that they talked about in the movies. And the X, the major players of the X-Men, you know, Wolverine, Professor X, Storm, all those guys, they're they're in hiding. They're gone is what they say. They don't really explain where they went or why they went. They're just not there anymore. And so maybe that'll be touched on later in you know later episodes, but that's the situation now. So anyone with mutant powers who uses them to to damage property or hurt others, then they're that's a crime. To be a mutant isn't a crime, but to use their powers to destroy or, or hurt, then that's when it becomes a problem and they can be arrested for that. So they kind of have to be in hiding the whole time. So that's where that show's at. Uh, I'll keep watching it and let you guys know how it goes as the season goes. Hmm, great. Yeah, no, I'm, I think I'm going to pick that up because it looks interesting. I, I love the X-Men. Um, so it'll be, it'll be good to watch that. Yeah, I think, I think Marvel's finally figuring it out where DC didn't. Uh, you know, we, we have The Gifted, Runaways. Um, I think there's another show... Can't remember the name of it, but they they all tie into even like Agents of Shield and Agent Carter. They all tie into the the movie universe. They're not necessarily impacted by them. You know the the shows don't impact the movies. The shows kind of play off what happens in the movies, but they're all related, right? Even Daredevil uh, on Netflix and those shows are tied into the Marvel universe. They don't they're not directly correlated. But they're they're in the same universe, and so you kind of get this big world sense of hey, you know the X Men are are doing this, and the Gifted are there as well. So it, it's I think it's just good storytelling. Where where DC you got Arrow, Supergirl, Flash, but they're not part of the movies. It's a separate universe, and I think that's I think that's a bad move on DC's part. Because then you have so much going on, you're like, okay, well, is, that, is this part of the show? Is this part of the movie? You know, you just, it it's, doesn't seem to be as valid for me. Like, I kind of stopped watching the Arrow and Flash because they're not part of, they're their, their own thing, but they're not part of the movies which I'm most interested in. So I kind of lost a little bit of interest in that. And I think that was a bad move by DC. Yeah, but I can see too why they would have to separate those because they're such big players. 
right? I think if you kept it to secondary players, then maybe you could have done that. You know, it's like if you kept with the uh, uh, was it DC Legends of Tomorrow, or whatever. Yeah. Where those are kind of like secondary, third, you know, thirdary, whatever Tertiary. characters. Yeah, you could have you could have done that and left it in the same world, and that's exactly what Marvel did, right? They left it to like the the kids of the X Men. They left you know Runaway, whatever it is, you know. Um, they're so far removed, but they can still exist in the same uh, same universe. Daredevil, you know, go you know Iron Fist, all those guys. They're just you know just far removed that you you can do that. And you can't do that with Supergirl. You can't do that with Green Arrow and the Flash. So you would have to do that with those other characters and and make it interesting. But I think maybe that that's what they thought is that well these characters are so far removed people don't really care about them. We don't. No one wants to see their story. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so that's that's it for for our show today. Um, it's been good talking about the upcoming movies and the, the latest TV shows that we're watching. I know that um, we are going to be talking about Iron Man from our Marvel Avengers rewatch. I mentioned that earlier in the show, but we'll be doing a separate episode for that due to be released here in a day or two. So stay tuned for that. Keep your eyes open for that. But uh, we do want to thank you guys for listening to our show. Um, for all our international listeners, we see you. We know you're out there. We want to thank you for listening, taking the time to to spend some time with us as we talk about the latest uh, nerd stuff that we all enjoy. So if you ha- if you guys have any thoughts or anything you want to see us talk about, definitely drop us a line on Facebook. We're on Facebook.com slash Random Angst. We're also on Twitter.com slash Random Angst. We're on Instagram. Um, this podco- podcast is hosted on SoundCloud.com. So check us out there. We're on iTunes. We're now on Stitcher. Um, that's a, a podcast app that pretty much any podcast you want to listen to, it will be on Stitcher. So we're there. Um, so give us a... You know, a review on, on Stitcher as well as iTunes. Let us know what you think of our show. Give us four or five stars, hopefully. That helps our podcast out, helps us get, you know, recognized and gets our name out there. So if you enjoy it, please give us a good review. Any last-minute thoughts from you, Mark? Uh, you know, just like Justin said, thank you for listening. Uh, we've noticed definitely an uptick in listeners in the last few weeks we're we want to thank you for sticking with us and uh, we are trying to get better so any comments you have anything we can do better please let us know uh we we don't mind constructive criticism uh we're you know we enjoy doing this and we want to make it enjoyable for you as well uh, any topics you want us to talk about it's good i know um one of the topics i want to get on i think in one of the upcoming series is the new constantine animated series that is supposed to be released early this year so uh you know that's the kind of stuff that that we like to talk about so if there's anything that we're missing a show we're not watching so you know a books we're not reading let us know we, we want to read them we want to get into them uh any games what that you want us to play we just i know i mentioned this on the facebook but we're just going to start getting to star wars x-wing uh due to a 
um, a listener's uh, recommendation. You know, we we thought it looked cool, so I went out and bought it. Justin's a little behind the game, but uh, he'll he'll get into it. So you know, uh, give us give us ideas. We like them. Uh, we want to converse with you guys, and just thank you for for listening. Yeah, definitely. Um, we enjoy doing this podcast, like Mark said, and we want to reach out to everyone that we can, and um, definitely let us know how we're doing. So, uh, like I said, we'll be doing. Uh, weekly podcast for the Avengers and we'll also be picking up uh, some other properties we're looking at doing a Batman series as well as Lord of the Rings slash The Hobbit reviews so stay tuned for more to come from Random Angst we appreciate uh, your listening and we'll catch you next time see you guys